podcast is a part of Dear Asian Youth, a youth-led magazine aimed towards Asian activism for Asian youth by Asian youth. Follow us on all platforms, Instagram, Twitter, etc. at Dear Asian Youth and at Dear Asian Girl to get updates on all the latest articles, poetry and prose, podcasts, campaigns, and more. Today, we will be talking about the reopening of schools during the COVID-19 pandemic, the incline of Asian American hate due to corona, and how the BIPOC community is disproportionately affected during the pandemic. Alright, so hi guys, Uh, we're back, me and Melissa, and yeah, today we're going to talk about schools reopening, and we live in like different locations, so fresh perspectives, definitely we probably are dealing with different scenarios and things like that. So yeah, I'm just really excited to see how things could be different for you in terms of Corona. Yeah, so my school is actually, I'm really surprised because there's so much like protest around it, but um, it's going online for the first quarter, uh, which personally, I am a little bit sad that I won't be able to see my friends, see my teachers, whatever, but I'm also really grateful that my district is like keeping their students health over everything um but yeah there has been like some whack stuff happening in my district like there has been kids um going outside with signs holding protests um in order to play sports over your life like come on there's like yeah it, like exactly perspective you know Crazy. Not to mention my school sports teams are not even that good. So like, yes, you're not you, missing out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. What about you? For me, I thankfully we're not going um, back on campus. We're all online since you know the same way we did since March of last year's school year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm really happy about that because my brother he is like really susceptible to catching corona because he yeah. diagnosed at the age of two got a plastic anemia which is like a lack of bone marrow. So he's like his immune systems you know very susceptible to that. So it was sort of a relief for me even though. I just assumed it was going to happen either really? way. Like I just, Because I imagine if we went on campus, it would be a mess. Like, people would be throwing around their masks. Like, people wouldn't actually follow the guidelines. So, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be enforced properly, and it would just be a mess. So that was a huge relief for me personally. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of teenagers especially just don't realize that they can, like, severely affect someone else's life. Mm-hmm. And they just, like, have no concept of, like, empathy and of, like, caring for others. And, like, this is why you're wearing a mask. This exactly. is why we're not going back to school. So, yeah, I think I think it's just, like, kind of ridiculous how people care so little about, like, others' health, even if they, like, aren't personally, like, their family isn't personally affected by yeah. it. No, literally, you're telling me, like, I'm from California. Like, we have people, like, from TikTok, you know, high pass members. Like, they're literally called influencers at this point, which is, first of all, crazy to me to think that, like, TikTok got them that much fame. But, like, anyway, that's another conversation. But TikTok influencers will go out and have parties full of hundreds of people, like, crowded, no masks, like, on in sight. And it's crazy. Like, I've even heard some of them be interviewed, you know, by news channels or whatever. And they're like, oh, you know what? It's fine. Like, you know... Bryce Hall had a recent party, like a huge party for his 21st yeah. birthday. Yeah, you probably heard about that. Like, it's crazy. And someone interviewed, like, another TikToker, and there she was like, it's not a big deal, you know, it's his 21st, he has a right. I'm like, because of him, some people may not be able to see their 21st birthday because of him. 
think yeah. about that. Like, I swear, it's not a big deal, and people have it so yeah. much worse. So empathy is there, definitely huge. Yeah, and there was a news article that, like, came out about how it came, it, like, one of the TikTok parties literally resulted in, like, like many, many people getting virus mm-hmm. from that party. And it's mm-hmm. just like, do you not value, first of all, your own life, second of all, your family's lives, your friends' lives, and just, like, your general community's lives? People are believing this myth that, like, for some reason, teenagers will not be able to get corona or, like, get significant, like, effects from it or be, like, significantly harmed by it, which is not true. There have been deaths of teenagers who got corona. And, of course, yes, elderly or, like, infants or, like, people who have had, you know, history of health problems. Like, of course, they're more susceptible to, like, death, but still, it is a real issue for everyone. And that definitely Mm -hmm. needs to be more highlighted, definitely needs to be more pressed because people, a lot of people need to realize that. Like, I know there were studies that were surveying people, like, at the beach or something, you know, public spaces and seeing who would wear masks, right? And almost 50% didn't even wear masks in the first place. And then 10% of the other people just would wear it, like, on their neck, which what is that's no (laughs) like that's not common sense so it's just it baffles me literally yeah i'm in california visiting my family right Mm -hmm. now and like it just surprises me so much how little amount of people wear masks um i we went to a beach but my parents are like too scared to get out because no one was wearing a mask like absolutely no one and they were just like they were standing less than six feet away from each other as mm-hmm. well um it was like a tight boardwalk and people were just like walking down without masks mm-hmm. so yeah it's just kind of weird how people like know how serious this pandemic is and yet just have no regard for human life so exactly yeah, yeah. and like the more people do that the worse it's gonna get especially for those asian american run businesses they're like just deteriorating because of people stereotyping them to like that yeah. like asian americans or like east asian americans having the virus like people are making yeah. it a racial thing which is insane to me yeah exactly and with trump recently mm-hmm. um calling covid19 the chinese virus kung flu chinese plague i've literally heard some of the boys like in my school call it the chinese virus and kung flu to my face See? and it just shows like even this like this discrimination is literally being perpetuated by our president, the leader of the United States. And it's shown that there has been a huge incline of hate crimes and assaults against Asian Americans because of COVID-19. Yeah, for sure. And just like connecting to like our president, literally like creating that perpetuation. Like it's not even just our president. Of course, it starts there and has a huge impact. But like even the way our country, like America treats anyone who isn't white you know like white supremacy it's crazy like when 9-11 happened like the same way people are being treated in america you know if you're in east asian right now like the way they're being treated with this disrespect like as if they don't have their own lives struggles or you know as if they can't be affected by corona either and are just you know the people that created it the same horrible way they're treating east asians was the way they treated muslims arabs south asian americans right after 9-11 it they're going to be other times in history like in the future where things will happen like that and we need to realize that like stereotypes like that that aren't even accurate just don't like apply to enti- an entire community an entire race entire ethnicity it is so much more complex than that and people need to understand it's not just black and white 
Yeah. Even my teachers in schools, um, specifically one of my teachers was like saying things about like making jokes about COVID and how it came from China and like making jokes about, he was like, oh, I think pandemics are so fascinating. And I'm like, you realize people are literally dying because at this point it didn't really come to America yet. So I feel like he was just kind of like, Oh, "Oh, other countries, haha, people are dying. Pandemics are so fascinating. Yeah. Not a problem, you know, it doesn't affect us. Exactly. And then Corona came to America. Karma karma playing at him. Yeah. Oh my God. Real fast. I'm not going to lie. At first that was like my attitude too. It wasn't like, you know, laughing at other people's deaths. So it was more like, oh, that's, like, horrible, but, like, I didn't think it would actually be a problem. Like, you see so many things on the news, like, you know, people, like, what's an example? Like, I don't know, people dying in natural disasters. Like, you always see these horrible things happening, and you feel so detached from it because you're like, oh, the possibility of that happening to me is so rare. Like, it's never going to be my problem. And then this happens, like, it's a cultural shock for everyone because, like, people are starting to realize it's a true, real thing. Like, even a good example, like, when we first went into quarantine during March, literally everyone, including me, was like, oh, it's just going to be a two-week thing, celebration, you know, longer spring break, good for us. And then, flash forward, like, five months (laughs) later, we're still here. (laughs) Yeah, I shouldn't be laughing, but... They'd be like, two weeks later, we're going back to school, and then everyone would be like, yay. And then, like, two weeks later, they're like, never mind, two weeks later, we're going back to school. (laughs) Until, like, school just ended, and it was just, like, I think reality kind of set in for people. Literally, I know. It doesn't even feel like reality, because the only contact I've had with, like, COVID-19, like, none of my family, thankfully, have gotten it. It's like, it feels detached like maybe that's another reason why people don't understand like the reality of it because they've only seen cases in the news and not have it affect someone else themselves their family members which i wouldn't wish that upon anyone of course but i think people do need to like realize and pay more attention to the media about COVID-19 instead of just ignoring it for your own you know mentality which of course you know mental health if it's getting too much for you if it's overwhelming like don't always be on the media looking at horrible cases but be informed so that you don't create harm for other people i've even seen some things like articles about people who originally didn't care about covid but then someone in their family got covid and they realized how serious the problem was and they were like hey i used to think like this but like trust me this is like a very, very serious medical condition for many. Um, and like people need to start taking it more seriously. Yeah. And I definitely think like, I, I definitely think like even the media kind of makes it seem like just like a joke sometimes. Like everyone just jokes about like, oh, COVID, like, oh, we have to stay in quarantine for so long. That's so annoying. Kind of like minimizing the issue. And I definitely think it should like be treated with more seriousness yeah for sure it's a really common narrative though like people being so detached from that and like suddenly it becomes a personal part of their lives their everyday lives and oh like that moment of like reality hits them yeah and like for me like you know being asian i heard all about you know the hate against asian americans which like glossed over a bit but like i just want to get more into that because i was like researching about you know that what people have been experiencing, you know, if you, you're, like, an East Asian, like, you know, people stereotyping you to be the holder of the virus or whatever, and I saw these stories where people were literally, like, thrown onto train tracks because they were East Asian, and because they were wearing, like, scrubs, and, like, a person went up to them and was like, you're a doctor, how dare you work in the hospitals and make people get corona from you? I'm like, 
No, he's literally risking his life every day to go into his workforce and save strangers he doesn't even know, which, of course, respect doctors. Like, I have so much respect for anyone who's working during this time. But, like, Mm -hmm. just, it's actually insane to me, like, that lack of courtesy. This created, like, a huge amount of fear um, for East Asians, especially those who live in primarily white neighborhoods. Like, I do. Um, I've even heard, like, some of my East Asian friends like voice their concerns for their safety and their well-being because have your like have your friends ever like experienced anything like that because i don't i haven't i don't know any like any person that i know in real life experiencing that i've only heard like news or stories from the media yeah definitely um just like people will just walk up to like these asians and just make racist remarks and feel like that's just completely okay or for example like in my history class when we're talking about covid everybody just like turns around to look at me Stop, um, and no. just kind of like singles me out because of the fact that there's so little east asians here that people are just kind of like like they really do believe that like myth and like perpetuating that stereotype that all east asians have covid and that it's like east asians fault that covid is here um, so yeah, it definitely has like a huge impact on the Asian American community. Yeah, for sure. And like especially with clients, like you know, people will literally make it a like make it a thing to avoid people who are running businesses if they're like East Asian or Asian American. Yeah. And it just makes it even worse for them because as a business, like regardless of race, you're already struggling during Corona because you know, restaurants like people can't go to restaurants anymore. Like in California, and well maybe it's just Los Angeles, but I know there's a thing where like you have to dine outside in a restaurant, like, you can't be inside, or, like, you know, it's either you do takeout, or you, like, sit in a patio, you know, how, like, some restaurants have outside dining spaces, things like that, you know, or, yeah, just things like that, and I know that as a person who runs a business, you must be already struggling, but on top of being Asian American, that's gonna make your number of clients way worse, it's just crazy. Yeah, like, I know in Columbus, a lot of Chinese restaurants have been shutting down just because people are scared to order from those restaurants, even if they've been a customer for years and years, just because of like how the media is like portraying East Asians and the coronavirus um, in correlation that like people are just scared of buying from the restaurants that they used to love. And like people are like vandalizing even like East Asian restaurants because of the like stereotype that's been perpetuated um even by our president whenever bad things happen there's always something or someone people want to blame it on so really they just chose to pin the blame on like you know not our government who aren't enforcing strict enough laws they chose the people where like the country where it supposedly like originated Uh, from even though like they China never wanted this to happen, you know? No East Asian country or anyone in this world would want this to happen for the entire world to shut down. Think for a bit. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, when corona cases are getting worse and worse, people just keep blaming East Asians. It's like, no, it's because of our, like, the policies in our country and the lack of action from our government to Mm -hmm. properly handle this pandemic. It's not because of, like, one... Like, it's not because of one race's fault. It's not because of one, like, location's fault. Yeah, exactly. And just sort of connecting it back to schools. Like, I know 
in terms of like you know other members or like other groups in the BIPOC community like I know that people of color like who are also students are like suffering a lot from it because like I was researching this too and like a pro- there are like property values for like each neighborhood right and that'll influence like the amount of funding they get like you know mm-hmm. the money they get to like go into their transportation or you know how big their classes are, how many teachers they have, you know, classroom facilities, etc. Mass, you know, like now 2020, right? So, yeah, like whenever there is like a large group of people who are of color in communities, they will like immediately get a lower property value and because of that they'll get lower amounts of funding and then that that will make people of color more susceptible to getting covid. It's literally systemic racism like with COVID-19, it's just crazy how the color of your skin will, like, dictate your safety in terms of getting a freaking disease. Like, it's so rooted into our society. It's insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I was also researching, and, like, COVID-19 cases from those who are Black and Latino compared to those who are white are literally three times higher. So this virus, like, definitely disproportionately affects BIPOC communities. Um, And there's a lot of different reasons. For example, one of them is discrimination within healthcare itself, because healthcare access can be limited by a lot of different factors like lack of transportation, language barriers and difficulties communicating, or even things such as like paying for childcare. And there's there's also like a lot of distrust of medical providers. So not only does it make it harder to, like, harder for these communities to approach healthcare, um, but also they're not getting the same amount of treatment and they're not getting the right treatment because of the systemic racism that is based within healthcare. Yeah, I would 100% agree. And like, also there's that stereotype that, you know, black or brown people aren't like efficient in their jobs, you know, like aren't successful. So like, you know, people without the corona and like that whole scenario, like people would just think that they're not like black or brown doctors aren't worthy of that job or like they're gonna do an inadequate job same with asian americans you know now they're gonna think oh by treating me you're gonna give me corona so that's one thing but then also hospitals are like overcrowded right now like i know i talked to a friend about this and like she her entire family got covid including herself and she lives in new york by the way and she went to the hospitals and she is white but even then they got she literally got sent back home her entire, her, I know her entire family got sent back home, including herself, because there weren't enough beds, ventilators, like they just did not have the facilities. And she's been in the hospital in the past for like other medical reasons. Like then they were like, she told me this. She saw the difference between going to the hospital, like you know, 2019 or like any year before that, and then versus 2020. Like before Corona came to like New York, where she was, the hospital was so you know like clean, crisp, put together. You know everything was orderly. Nurses were like you know really calm, collected. And now going back there after getting Corona in 2020, she like saw these hospitals like you know in a mess everyone you could tell everyone was in this mindset of panic almost outrage you know and there was like a clear difference between the way she was describing both of those scenarios so forget the fact that she was like you know just a white woman like well girl (laughs) but like factor you know being black or brown person of color like they have a higher rate of being sent back home because of that like bias that like you know black people can't feel pain because of slavery like there's so many different layers to this yeah yeah and Also, like, another factor that goes into it is just, like, in general, 
based off of systemic racism, like educational income and wealth gaps between BIPOC communities and white communities. For example, inequalities in education themselves lead to lower high school completion and like barriers for entering college. And this can lead BIPOC um, community members to have limited job options and lead to like more unstable jobs and this ultimately how this plays in the virus is because of these limited job options there's less flexibility to leave their jobs if they have a high-risk job for example maybe working in a factory um, with a lot of like other people around and maybe not like proper health regulations within that factory but they're unable to leave their job because of systemic racism and because they had a limited job pool to go into and a lot of these BIPOC communities can can't also like afford to miss work even like one day at work could be a huge impact on like their monthly salary their monthly salary and they just can't afford to check if they have COVID even if they are feeling symptoms even if they are sick which is a really, really unfortunate just effect of systemic racism in America. Connecting back to like being Asian, like, you know, we've probably referenced model minority myths in like every episode, but model minority myth is like so huge. Even in this scenario, like if you're an Asian woman who like can't make it to work that one day, like your standard, your like bosses or like you know, your company's standard of you is supposed to be really high, you know, that you will always be able to come to work, ready to do things, be productive. And if you can't make it because you are scared of like, you know, contracting corona or because you actually got corona, like that standard will cause them to, you know, fire you and like that will impact your monthly sal- salary, like you said. Like it's crazy. It just keeps it's literally a vicious circle. If one thing doesn't turn out well, then everything else will become a mess and like it just gets into you get yourself in a really worse situation than before and i think a lot of people assume like oh asians are like safe from feeling the economic burden of covid because they're like doctors or lawyers because of the model minority men exactly but that is not true at all in the asian american community there's the largest wealth gap out of any minority community well just any community in general um and there's like a lot of different like especially for um southeast asians like there's a lot of different jobs that asians do for example like working in salons or working like running a restaurant running like a laundry service like there's so many different i guess like ways that covid also disproportionately affects like asian american minorities so yeah yeah for sure I can't even imagine being an adult right now. Like, that's so scary. Yeah. I know, like, many seniors, like, you know, whatever, very sad. They can't have their senior year, which is really tragic, of course. But, mm-hmm. like, if you're one of those people, like, a teenager, or, like, you know, for your 21st birthday at Bryce Hall, please listen to this, because <laughs> I swear to God. If you're someone like that who doesn't need to go outside for, like, like salary purposes or, like, you know, work purposes, then mm-hmm. really it doesn't matter that much. Like, Exactly. Think about the whole perspective and think about who else is being affected. Yeah, like your senior year might be ruined, but somebody's whole life could be ruined because of COVID. So like you really need to put yourself in perspective of what's going on and how like other people are being affected by this virus, not only yourself.
So, like, do you know any friends who, like, are going to schools that are reopening? Or, like, I don't know, maybe family members who... Yeah. Really? Yeah. I definitely know a few people who are going back to schools that are reopening, especially, like, private schools who, like, kind of have their own regulations going on. My school is affiliated with UCLA, so, like, we just have to follow whatever they do. And thank God, like, they decided we're not going to do this. We're not going to get students onto campus, so that's good. But, like, like regardless of, like, schools, like, what's the statistics for you guys? Yeah, Ohio's been doing a little bit better. There that's has good, been, like, yeah. a decrease in cases for a couple of weeks. But it's definitely one of, like, those high-risk states still. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I'm kind of, like, proud that not proud but like glad that my um my school district decided not to open up despite all of the protests <laughs> against um having online school yeah one argument i hear a lot is that like oh if teenagers don't fill their time with school and extracurriculars and sports then they're going to like do things in their own time and like lead them down to like a damned path because they're going to like have so much dramatic that's so dramatic though what the heck we're not this isn't a war like sports isn't a war what the heck what it's so stupid and then like people in my community have literally been featured on the news like the protest was covered by a news station and they were out here saying that quote and i was like Oh my god! Personally, I'd be embarrassed because that's just a sign of stupidity, I was, selfishness. I felt so much secondhand embarrassment. I was like, Damn. "You're gonna regret this." But yeah. So, like, are schools actually inclined, like you know, in your area, to like get sports, you know, going back like to the normal routine again? Like, is that actually gonna be a reality? Unfortunately, yes. Stop. Because of the protesting, sports are back um, in session. For like in terms of sports, mm-hmm. as we were talking about that, I fence. And like that's a very like covered up sport. Like you even have masks. Like you know you have to wear a mask yeah. so you don't get stabbed right. in the face. Like that'd be unfortunate and painful. <laughs> but like even then, like we're being so careful. Like there is a thing where like they, like had fencing. Like I don't know why, but like at the beach with my club, they did that thing. Oh. But, like I don't know. But, like we would just do like freaking yoga which is so random like you know separated like you know socially distance you know like with our own yoga mats like separated on the beach which is random that's interesting yeah Yeah. like other than that i've been just going to like freaking fencing zoom classes which has been convenient inconvenient sorry but it's for a bigger better cause it's like way bigger and more significant than me which people need to realize i swear exactly yeah yeah i'm wondering like why ohio's like state government hasn't made any laws against sports mm-hmm. start starting mm-hmm. um because i definitely think that should be a statewide law at least for now yeah. because like football is such a close contact sport like it's not like tennis where it's not yeah. as like tennis you don't interact. Sense, actually one of my friends plays tennis and she was even saying like even though it's like a low contact sport she was still was like scared because of like how much they interacted like very very close like less than six feet away so tennis like a tennis player is feeling that like i guess like feeling scared because of covid and how it can be spread through tennis like imagine football like imagine like contact sports like field hockey so yeah yeah, it's definitely just ridiculous how ohio's kind of handling um because even if cases are going down now like once 
like sports start back up school starts back oh, up that like scares me so much that legitimately makes me scared like literally i had two nightmares that i got yeah. corona it was full-on like i'm not even playing it's a huge like point of anxiety for me like yeah. it is funny kind of because like that's random but like literally it's been a point of anxiety for me and i'm sure a lot of people and or yeah so my friend she goes to um a really like big um private school in los angeles right like los angeles where i live and she is part of the track and field team and she went there with like a full-on goggles like thick ass goggles like that's someone who skis would wear because like her her mom's like indian you know so like, she's paranoid and i felt that you know same here i can relate and like you know gloves and like you know not a hazmat suit like you know not fully to the extent you could go but like you know wearing goggles and everything and then there are people who are like running in the exact same lanes as each other not even social distancing while like doing track and field so like, that's just another example of sports being really detrimental to like adding onto the effects and statistics of corona yeah and now that sports are back at my school, like, now those same people are protesting, like, masks being worn during, like, Didn't they get practice. enough? What? Exactly. It's like, not <laughs> even, like, it's not even hard for you to do. Like, it won't make your life any harder. There are nurses walking around 24-7 with full-on, like, gear and everything. They're the ones that, like, should be partially complaining because they have to go outside and be facing this danger every single day. You can wear a mask. I promise. It's not exactly. too much of, like a hassle you know exactly. oh even some of my friends are like unhappy that play sports that are really involved with their sports are unhappy about sports being back in season um even marching band is back in oh, season for us and like they are so close to each other like marching band because it's like such yeah. a large group of people that are like on the same field as one another and it's just oh i I don't know, but yeah, one of my friends is um, like drum major for marching band, and he was even like, I kind of wish like marching band didn't start up, even though it's such a big part of his life, because of like how dangerous it is and mm -hmm. how like how just like insensitive it is in a time where there's literally a global global pandemic going on. Yeah, exactly. Definitely, I do not agree with like sports starting up or like schools reopening because. Really, they're, like, people who are truly affected by this. And maybe there are, like, you know, sort of problems with that that, are like, I don't experience, like, you know, maybe you don't have technology at home. So, like, that's been an issue. But if you do have access to those things, if you are, like, you know, financially stable during these crazy times, then have empathy for people who are actually being affected. Even, even if you believe that you're young and you won't get corona, it, there's no guarantee. And, like, act as if there is no guarantee that you can't get corona. Because not even just for yourself, but it's a common courtesy for everyone else around you. All right, hi guys, this is Zoe, um, and I'm here with Sophia Beasley, and she's one of our uh, social media managers, if I'm right. Um, yeah. But also she's here today to spill some tea on uh, how her school's dealing with COVID. Um, and yeah, and Naina's not here today because uh, she flaked on both of us. So there's that. I'm calling you out, Naina. Like, how could you do that to us? <laughs> but anyways, um, why don't we get started with you, Sophia? So why don't you take the lead? Like, give me kind of like an introduction to like where, like just like an intro to yourself and then like the context, you know? Okay, hi, my name is Sophia Beasley. I am a social media manager for Dear Asian Youth. I joined 
in April, May-ish. And this August, specifically August 5th, my school reopened and we have started our 20 to 2020 to 2021 school year and I am a junior. Awesome. Oh my god, you're a junior already? <laughs> I feel so old. Um, all right, so where do you go to school? I go to a school in Georgia. Currently, Georgia has the highest numbers of COVID cases, so it's kind of interesting that we're going back to school. That's definitely a very intimidating and like scary thing, and I know you're attending school in person, and I kind of just want to get like um, your perspective on like how's that and everything because that must be scary you know especially when Georgia has the highest number of cases um honestly in the beginning I was very impressed with people our school didn't make masks mandatory masks are highly encouraged and there are signs around the school that tell people to wear masks but they're not being required and when I went to school on the first day, everyone was wearing a mask. I saw everyone wearing them properly too. It was very satisfying to see. I'm However, good. as the school year went on, we are on week two, three. I've noticed less people wearing their masks or like they'd walk into the building and take off their masks because their parent dropped them off or when school dismisses, even outside in the parking lot, just hanging around in big clumps without masks. Really? Oh my God. I mean, I, I live in Massachusetts and like, it's, it's, I mean, it's pretty blue state. And like a lot of people here, I see people wear masks, but like I see people, like I went to the mall yesterday. There are people who like exited to their parking lot and then they just like open their masks, but like there's still people walking everywhere. And it's like, oh my God, like first week, everyone was wearing masks and then Week two, everyone just suddenly dropped. <laughs> like, yeah, and people are getting really tired of it. I think they think it's a chore to wear a mask. And honestly, it is a chore to wear a mask. Like, it's not fun because it's hard to breathe in. It gets hot. But it must be done. It must be done. You're totally right on that. Has, has a school done anything to kind of, like, combat this? Like, I know it's, like, highly encouraged for students that your school to wear masks. But, like... I don't get why in the first place like they didn't make it mandatory when COVID has COVID is like booming in Georgia. Like, has the school been doing anything to combat this? Okay, so athletics and are still happening, such as like football and band. Mm -hmm. But the fine arts program right now, I believe, is on pause. So that means the musical theater troupe and chorus classes can't have their concerts right now but chorus classes are planning to hold virtual concerts and we are not supposed to sing in class right now. Mm -hmm. But when we are able to go outside and socially distance, we are able to sing with masks on. Oh, okay. So like not in like an enclosed space. Right? Yes. And then at lunch, there's tables and it's a maximum of four people per table. Mm -hmm so that people can be more spread out. And then in lunch lines, they have markers telling you how far you need to be from the person in front of you and behind you. So it's like four feet. Four feet. Mm -hmm. And then our hallways are one way, so you can only go a certain way up and down the hallway. Yeah, I mean, that seems like very like um, standard procedure. I mean, I think we see that everywhere, but I think 
I'm the most shocked at the fact that like masks in school are not mandatory. Like I know in Massachusetts right now, at least in my school, like um my school hasn't even started. Like I don't go to high school anymore, but like I have to like, everything. Um <laughs> they don't they don't have school right now and like the I guess like the local government is still kind of considering like if they want to do like remote or hybrid or anything. But like I'm just shocked that like the school did not make masks like mandatory. And like like you said, like it is a chore. Right? Like it, it's hard, it's it's hot, it's a summer, but like it needs to be done. But like how do you feel about like your school kind of not making it like mandatory? I'm honestly upset with my school's actions or lack of actions because droplets can just go anywhere and no one knows like what uh, someone else's home life is like like someone could have parents who have compromised immune systems and a student could bring home their parents covid because someone else wasn't wearing a mask wearing a mask isn't necessarily just to protect yourself it's also to protect others and i think it's a consideration thing and a respect thing and I think it's very disrespectful that our school isn't requiring people to wear masks. Also because our teachers are sacrificing or well, potentially sacrificing their health to teach us and give us an education. And I think if we want to say thank you to that, we need to wear our masks so they can stay safe. Yeah. Um, and just like, okay, do you have any like, cause you, like you, you told me that like, you kind of see like kids kind of not wearing masks, like, second week third week like how do you how do you feel about that like that must be like like you said like it's not safe for everyone you kind of like don't you think it's a little bit selfish that because it is a chore but like don't you think it's just like a little bit selfish that they're kind of choosing comfort over like you know the safety of everyone else i think it's very selfish we like these people claim to be, I live in the South, so they claim to be the most righteous Christian people, and I believe that God would want people, if we're going down theology, would want people to care about others, and that would be wearing a mask, and also, I think what they're doing is dangerous. They could get COVID and bring it home and be asymptomatic, or they could give it to someone else. Again, it isn't necessarily a you issue. It's a everyone issue, I think. Like everyone needs to be wearing their mask. Yeah. It's not a question, it's a statement. Students kind of not wearing masks, has it kind of like led to like cases or like- Yes, we actually had eight cases in the school system, like out of all the schools in my area, like on the second week, mm -hmm. first end of first week, second week. And then recently, um, this senior boy came to school with a fever and a sore throat. No, oh my God. He claimed he wasn't diagnosed yet as positive, so it's okay. But then he got the positive test and took out everyone with him. No, and it's a senior? Yes. God, shame on him. Shame on him. I get a lot of my news from TikTok, which is bad. Yes. I think it's the University of Notre Dame. Notre Dame? Notre Dame. Have you seen it? Have you seen like 500 kids, like freshman kids, just like out in like the yeah, they're like partying and stuff like that. Sis, I don't <laughs> just like a moment of silence. I do not. I'm class of 2024, and I'm so like ashamed of seeing that. And like, 
Oh, I just completely think it's like selfish and like, do you think it's, okay, I don't want to make it political or anything, but like, I feel like in this country, like masks for some reason has been a political thing. But like, if you look at like other countries, like I don't hear shit from them. All I hear is like- And they've been wearing masks before the pandemic. They just know that it's like, to help others, not just themselves. It's a courtesy thing. Yeah. There's a Facebook group of parents at my school, and they constantly complain about the mask. Facebook moms and, like, Facebook parents. Like, I, I know in, like, my... It's like a Facebook mom group. And yes, oh my god. It's, like, a ton of... I don't want to make it political, but, like, they're just all Republicans. Com- Complaining about their masks. Oh my god. It's like, this is scam scamdemic. Yeah. <laughs> it's being pushed into the media by the extreme <laughs> liberals. They're just like, my kid is not gonna wear a mask. Either he's not gonna wear a mask or pull or I'll pull him out of school. And i I'm just thinking, pull him out of school. I probably didn't like your child in the first place if I don't like you. <laughs> parents but like why do you think um why do you think america has this issue of of enforcing like people wearing masks i think i don't think it's only a thing in schools it's just like in general like i've seen people just like be reluctant of like wearing masks like it's a pandemic like people can die from this i don't understand either because honestly if the rumors are true, then you're protecting yourself. Like everything scientists are saying about COVID, if they're all true and you're wearing a mask, great. You're protecting yourself and others. But if it's fake, the most inconvenient thing you're doing is wearing cloth on your face. What angers me the most is like seeing other countries not have any issue. And yet here we're having like people kind of like causing a ruckus, but just over just wearing a cloth over our face. And then we have the the leader of this country also saying shit about this virus. It just comes to show that like, is these like kind of like trivial? Because it's, I, I think it's trivial. I, it's a chore, but like compared to, would you rather be stuck to a ventilator or would you rather wear like a cloth over your face? Like take that. Or a longer pan, or not longer, a longer pandemic and a longer quarantine. Exactly. And it's just like, kind of like seeing that video of like those kids at like Notre Dame going out, partying, like holding, like I think they were holding a prom or something because like they missed out their own. I think it's the most selfish shit I, like I, I can't, I don't even believe my eyes when I saw that. It's just like, why would you jeopardize other people's safety over? Yes, I- I think people are just taking advantage of their privilege in like a negative way. Like you have a privilege to be alive right now during this time and not be sti- not be sick. So I think you should use your privilege for the good and help others have that privilege to be alive and healthy too. Definitely, definitely. Any other like closing words or anything like about this whole entire thing? Because I mean, like I know how people how upset. My school is like honestly trying their best and like they're not making masks mandatory to appease like the extreme people on like the right end of the political 
like spectrum, but I think it needs to be required and our, like wearing masks shouldn't be a political thing. And I think if my school really wants to lower the amount of cases in our system, it needs to start with mandating masks because socially distancing as much as you can can only do so much, but if you don't have a mask on, the droplets are still going into the air nonetheless. So I guess wear your mask and if you're at my school and you're listening to this, wear your mask, even though the school system is not making it mandatory. Do your duty as a citizen. Yeah, oh my, like that, do your duty as a citizen. Like this, it shouldn't, it like, like, we, like we said, like it shouldn't be a political thing. It's more of like a safety, courtesy, like life or death situation kind of. I feel like people just do life or death because if you don't wear a mask, you're not only putting yourself in danger, but you're putting everybody else in danger and everything. And that's why I kind of just don't, get why like there is even a debate at all over wearing masks there shouldn't even be a debate people that's all i gotta say i feel like now like it should be ingrained as like a necessity but i also feel like in america and like the culture and like the history you're kind of like being brought up to believe about like you know the american dream and like independence and like you do your thing i do my thing you know what i mean but like that kind of does conflict with like um you can't live the american dream if there's a pandemic so we're going <laughs> to suppress the pandemic <laughs> you're right oh my god see oh my god sophia's speaking fact you can't live the american dream if there's a fucking pandemic going on that is so true if you want to go do your own thing you got to make sure that you're safe and that everybody you else. want a normal football season wear your mask wear your fucking <laughs> Want more of Dear Asian Girl? You can find us everywhere on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. We're on everything. Can't get enough? Subscribe, follow, rate, review to get all the updates on the latest at DAG. Let us know your feedback and what we can do to improve. We have our own Instagram. Follow us at Dear Asian Girl to receive updates about our latest episodes and fun facts about the host. We'd love for you to reach out. D-A-G, Dear Asian Girl, a podcast dedicated to share the stories of Asian girls everywhere. For the Asian girl, by the Asian girl.